want to tell you a pshat in that I that I happen to, I appreciate this pshat a lot. Before I say the pasuk, I want to welcome Yehuda back. I bought this for you. Yehuda. Menachem. Menachem. He has one. <laughs> Do you have, one, you have one already? Menachem. Yes. Now Menachem. you have your own. <laughs> <laughs> the Pasuk says in Shir Hashirim, it says, Mayafa Pamayach Bimanalayach Bas Nadiv. Mayafu Pamayach, how Mayafu, Yud Favav, how beautiful, Mayafu, how beautiful Pamayach means your footsteps. Your footsteps are so beautiful. In your shoes. How beautiful are your footsteps in your shoes. Bas Nediv. You daughter of the generous one. That's the Pasuk. That's the end of the Pasuk. That's the beginning of the Pasuk. How beautiful are your footsteps in your shoes. You daughter of the generous one. Says the Gemara, what's this referring to? So first of all, Bas Nadim, the what? One more time, Mayafu Pamayach. How beautiful are your footsteps? Biminalayach in your shoes, Bas Nadiv, you daughter of the beautiful one, of the generous one. That is the pasuk. What's it referring to? Explain Chazal. You got the words? Mayafu Pamayach Biminalayach Bas Nadiv. What? B'menalim, not b'menalayich. Mayafu pamayich b'menalim pas nadiv. How beautiful are your footsteps in your shoes, daughter of the generous one? Says Chazal, daughter of the generous one means Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu is called a nadiv, a generous one. Nadivus means what you give when you don't have to give. Nadiv is a generous person. Avram Avinu is called a Nadiv because he's the first heir. Avram Avinu chose. There's a Gemara in Sokah on this Pasuk, is one Gemara. It says Basadiv is a Gemara Saita. Somebody said it's a Gemara Saita. Could be that right. It's a Gemara Sukkah on this Pasuk in the fifth parak of Sukkah. <coughs> what? Chagiga speaks about also the Eil The end of the Pasuk is about the uh, is the is um is the what's it called? Is the libations? Is the nisachim? Is the nisachamayim? The Kitzur Advarim is so Avram Avinu is called in a div. Avram Avinu is called in a div, a generous one, because Messi Avram Avinu decided he's a gear. He's the he's the he's, so we're all called the daughter of the nadiv, the generous one, Avram Avinu. Nadivus is what you decided to do. You weren't forced. You weren't pressured. There was no there was no hechrich for Avram Avinu to do what he did. I always want a bachar and yeshiva to be here by his choice. I can't stand the situation where parents force the guy to come to yeshiva. I want the divas. I want, I'm here because I decided to be here. I sometimes look around at chakras and I look around and I think to myself, every single guy who's there decided to be there. I like that. 
There's an Edivus. Every guy who's here decided to be made a decision. It wasn't the social pressure. The, the kud of the generosity means from within yourself you made it. It wasn't social pressures. It wasn't like I have no choice. There's a guy in Kyle who has no choice but to be in Kyle. Life like forced him that way. Nadivus means generosity is what you decided. It's from your own spirit, from your own thoughts, from your own from your own essence is what you decided. So Avram Avinu is called an Adiv. And Klal Yisrael, we are referred to as Bas Nadiv, the daughter of Avram Avinu. So it says the daughter of Avram Avinu, Klal Yisrael. So it's, now we know who it's talking to. It's talking to the Jewish people who are called the daughter of Avram Avinu. We're the offspring of Avram Avinu. My daughter. It's a good question. Why we call the daughter in this context? And why does it refer to Avram Avinu specific about this? But how beautiful are your footsteps in your shoes refers to Eila Regal. The stunning scene of Eila Regal. People are going up to the base Hamikdash. And how beautiful Klai Yisrael looked. The masses. Beautiful. Yidin are so geschmack. Precious Yidin, how beautiful are your footsteps in your shoes, your daughter of Avram Avinu. I can't stand negativity. I'm only negative about negativity. People says, I was in a hotel for Pesach. I emerge wild about Yidin. Some people have an ayin ra. They emerge from a situation like Pritzos, this, that. Why don't you see the beauty of Yidin? Yeah, then it's Yainus, but the beauty overwhelms everything else. Yidna, so I met so many Heilige Yidna, off the charts Yidna. I can imagine a negative person will see Eula Regal, will see Eula Regal, Oi, girls, princess, you, you, you fool, you fool, you're Meshuggana. Why don't you see Claudius throughout the preciousness? Yeah, they're Nisyanus, yeah, they're things. But that's not what I want to talk about. But I just want to say that the Pasuk says, I'm beautiful, Claudius throughout, what a stunning scene. And I and Ra would just see the negative. That alone that they see the negative, they're impacted negatively. The person who goes to a hotel and only sees preachers sees preachers, by the way. <laughs> the, you hear that line? That's, remember that line. The, the person who goes to the hotel and is overwhelmed. You know how many tzaddikim I met over, over Pesach? I'm like, oh, I met Yidin one after another. I, Zisha Lipschitz, I was with, was a tzaddik for himself, so he was using Rev Miller's Haggadah. Over Yantav, a Yid, a Yid, somehow I bumped into a Yid, another beautiful Yid. I'm schmoozing with this unbelievable Yid in the elevator. He says, You know that Haggadah? Rev Miller's Haggadah, I wrote it. Haggadah, we were like at our Seder with. He wrote the Haggadah. He was, his name was Miller, not related to Rev Miller. His name was Rev Miller. Unrelated, and he wrote Swarim from Miller. I met another old Eretz Yisrael that he was telling me beautiful Shtiklach Tyre. Beautiful Tyre is telling me of Yantiv. One night he told me a beautiful Chedish Aiki. Nice Shtikl Tyre. I love the Shtikl Tyre. The next morning by Davening he comes over and he opens the Sefer and he points to a Shtikl. I'm reading the shtickle. He points. It was during Halal. He points to the shtickle. He's an older man. Out of respect, I wanted a daven. He points to the shtickle. So I read the shtickle. And it's his shtickle. He told me the night before. So I was a little, like, upset at him. You plagiarized the shtickle. Last night you told me you're a chiddush. Now you're showing me the I was, like, confused. 
Then he smiles. He knew he was like an Eretz Yisrael because like a gishmakster. He like he he shows me the shtickle. I'm like looking at him. Like that was the shtickle you said as your own last time. Then he flips to the front. He wrote the safer. And then he gave me the copy to present to me. Then he said, it's for you. <laughs> he gave me <coughs> so many beautiful yidn I met. One after another after another. Always see toiv, Rabbi say. See toiv. Learn how to have good eyes. You miss greatness when you don't see toiv. It says, Ure betov Yerushalayim. A guy could go to Eretz Yisrael and he says, I don't know why. I couldn't find anything. You have to have the right eyes. Ure betov Yerushalayim. By Rev, by, by Rev, um, Rev Chaim Brim, when I ate Sudas by Rev Chaim Brim, I went with another guy, he was like a very cynical guy. He's like, I don't know, he sings the whole time. He didn't see anything. He didn't have the eye, he was too negative to have the eyes to see. I don't know, the fish wasn't great here. He missed out, you were sitting in the presence of greatness. His negative eye, Pasha distracted him from seeing so much greatness. It distracted him. You know, so I, I said before, you know, a Rebbe has a little crumb in his beard, so it ruins the whole shave. You ever see a Rebbe has like a crumb or something, tell him, Rebbe, there's a little piece of bread. Breakfast is still in your beard. Because he could say the most massive shear. He can come to shear and say a dazzling shear. Nobody heard a word he had a crumb in his beard. Now, first of all, tell the Rebbe not to have a crumb. And Mitzad the Rebbe, Chazal say, Talmud Chacham is not allowed to have revav b'bigdoy. Can't have like a stain on his begging. So certainly, your achrais is to make sure not to have a stain. But, think about the listener. Here's a man said great things, important things, and he had a little crumb and you couldn't... Think how fickle man is. Think how silly you are. Because of that distraction, you couldn't hear the greatness. Because of that distraction, you missed the whole thing. I, a guy bumps into Chassidish Yid. We see Chassidim, we're uncomfortable, all different thoughts. The guy's like, the guy's an 18-year-old who goes, Kishmak, he's a beautiful person. Because the pay is so different, you couldn't appreciate the greatness of the guy. What's wrong with you? Learn to have an eye in taiv. If you have good eye, you don't get distracted by superficiality. People see a guy the other way. They see a guy's wearing jeans. They can, don't you see the beauty of the guy? They're distracted the wrong way. You saw like the silliest thing. And, oh, can't you stop being distracted from silliness to see the greatness? I love that just before we get to the vart, I didn't tell you any vart yet. I love that the Pasuk on Eula Regal, this beautiful Klal Yisrael marching to Yushalayim, the Pasuk says, how beautiful are your footsteps. Wow. What a scene. What a matzav of yoifi, of beauty. All of Klaistral, thousands, tens of thousands, marching on the base Amigdash. What a gorgeous scene. The Ayin Ra would say, Pritzos, girls, this, that. They wouldn't see the beauty of what they're seeing. They would get distracted by something, by a side point. But that's not what I want to talk about. I want to ask, why does it say in your shoes? How beautiful are your footsteps in your shoes? Why in your shoes? How beautiful are your footsteps? It's talking about Eula Regal. It's talking about going up to the Beis Hamikdash. How beautiful is the scene of Ali Eula Regal? Why is the Hadgasha b'menalayim in shoes? I mean, that's usually when you walk, you're in shoes. It's true. How beautiful are your footsteps in shoes? 
Klal Yisrael. Why is the stress in shoes? So, okay, first of all, you're supposed to wear shoes when you walk. Okay, we could take that, Muslim. But why be menalayim in your shoes? How beautiful are your footsteps in your shoes, Basadiv, your daughter of Avram Avinu? There are many questions to ask. Why by Eulah Regals is it connected to Avram Avinu? Every Pusik has much to contemplate, Yankum. What I want to specifically speak about is why in your shoes, how beautiful are your footsteps in your shoes, you daughter of Avram Avinu. Why in your shoes? And what I want to say, tonight, so what I want to say is as follows. Arye is saying something to Shmat, but I want to say is like this. When you get to Harabayas, Rebezi pointed out, you take off your shoes. When you get to Harabayas, you take off. When you get to the destination, you take off your shoes. Says the Pasuk, how beautiful are your footsteps in your shoes. Clearly it's saying before you get to Harabayas. How beautiful are your footsteps when you're in your shoes, before you took them off. Aiki, what I hear in this Pasuk is when you get to your destination of Kodesh, when you get to Harabayas, everybody sees the beauty. You're sitting in Arabayas connecting to Hashem. That everybody sees the beauty. What Hashem says is how beautiful is the process of getting there. You're still in your shoes. You're still walking there. You're not at Kodesh yet like Aryechab. You didn't get to the desired destination. How beautiful are your footsteps in your shoes. The process is beautiful. The process... It's not just when you get to Kodesh, when you get to the destination. How beautiful is the struggle? What I want to say, I think this, this, this point stops most B'nai Tyre from becoming great. Maybe many guys in yeshiva, yeshiva is a tough, tough place. It's a tough place because you have day in, day out. Next year you're going to sit in Eretz Yisrael. Day in, day out, day in, day out, struggle. It's always struggle. I'm trying. You ask a bacher, how is your zman? It could have been better. There's always a sense it could be better. And I'm struggling to get myself first say, the second say, the night say, the musa say, the shachris, mincha, mayrev. Again, repeat. First say, the second say, the night say, the shachris, mincha, mayrev. Repeat. You're engaged in this deep struggle. And it's very, very difficult struggle. Certainly the conclusion, what comes out, the guy is standing by a seum. The guy is a beautiful, precious bentaira. Somehow along the way of the struggle, what emerges is a beautiful, disciplined, sincere Evet Hashem who cares about Ratzin Hashem. But along the way is the struggle. And the Pasuk says, how beautiful are your footsteps in your shoes. It's a Pasuk to remember on that tough day when you're struggling, that when you're in your shoes, you're not at Kaidish yet. You're not Be'ad Kaidish. You're still battling and struggling. Precisely then, Hashem says, it's so beautiful. I know where you're heading to. I know what you're working on. You're trying to get your shoes off. You're trying to get to Admas Kaidish. How beautiful are your steps, your shoes on, when you're battling and struggling and it's difficult. There's a tremendous beauty in that. Why are you struggling? Why are you walking? Where are you headed? You're headed to Admas Kaidish. It doesn't take an intelligent person to appreciate the beauty of all the people sitting in the Beis Hamikdash singing, Klai Yisrael together saying hello. 
everybody sees this beautiful scene. On the way up, everybody's fetching and fighting. The kids are, when are we there? All the struggles. How beautiful are your footsteps and your shoes? My visual of this, my visual of this struggle and the beauty of the struggle is families and cars. There are always going to be big fights. You're on your way to Disneyland. Disneyland's geschmack. On the way, the kids are fighting and one kid vomits on the other kid. And this one hits the other guy. And the parents, this whole thing's not worth it. The whole trip is marred. You look back years later, I look back at my family trips, trips of beauty. You don't even remember the negative stuff. It's, it impacted. What a beautiful time with the mishpacha. Negative people don't appreciate. The trip's also beautiful. It's true, there are fights, there are things. That's also beautiful, the trip. This, this was a big thought of mine. In the week leading up to... It was an epic week. The, week, the last week of this man, last man. We didn't have time to hazard it. It's like happened so fast. And there's a lot of hellos and goodbyes. It's very funny. We're saying all these warm hellos to guys coming back from Eretz We're saying goodbyes to each other. It's a very hectic time. Especially this year we were moving to Waterbury. Everything was hectic. We didn't have time to chazer. But this pasuk comes to mind, thinking about that period. You see the bacher coming back. You see the 12th grader, the sholim. And then you contrast. You see younger guys struggling. Always people tell me in the yeshiva, I heard it's not the same, it's not the same. It's very much the same. People are struggling, and it's very much the same that it's a, peop- it's a yeshiva that lives that Pasuk Aiki. I have parents amidst the process who say, I don't see it, I don't see it, I don't understand it. One day, they, well, they don't even know when it happened. Their son's like a real Ben Tyre. After this Ben Azman, in the history of the yeshiva, I promise this is not a... This is not a wild vart. This is a fact. In the history of the yeshiva, we never had as many applicants as we have right now. Never. In the history. The amount of people in the summer always a lot more come. What's, what's going on now, I'm getting 10 to 15 calls a day right now since Pesach. People wanting to come next year. 10 to 15 a day. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging. I'm telling you, Matthias. I'm not saying this is the only factor. I'm not a liar. I think there are many factors. I think the new campus helps. I think, I think Hashkoch, all different, there's all different factors. But this, this shear is one factor, clerk. Guys go home, Ben Azmanim. You know how many people saw a neighbor, saw a friend, how many parents? Parents' reaction to the guys was, when did this happen? But we see it earlier, Rabbi. said, so we appreciate the struggle. We appreciate you in your shoes. When you're without your shoes, everybody sees you without your shoes. That everybody sees. I think it's important to see the guy in his shoes. You're in your shoes in 10th grade. You're in your shoes in the struggle. But don't think it's not relevant to the rest of your life. This isn't a certainty. In the rest of your life, when you're a big venture, when the guy comes, that guy also has to see the struggle, that it's precious. There's so many times in yeshiva, you just sit there and you're battling and struggling and ups and downs. You don't get to see there's a yoifi that I am battling. 
You have to remind yourself that it's beautiful. What am I doing? No, it's true. First say it wasn't as gishmak. It's true night say it's true all that. But what am I doing? I'm struggling to head somewhere. And get there you will. This will actually help you get there if you appreciate the struggle. What, you know, the guy makes his seum, we're going to go to seum him, and the guy is going to stand there with his gemara, and proudly, and it's a beautiful moment. Keep in mind, that moment's only created from all the tough moments. All the days you're sitting there, all the dog days, you, you weren't in the mood, you're running a little late, you're this, you're that, and the guy grinds and pushes and fights and struggles. All that creates the beautiful, perfect scene. All the friends dancing and singing and all the talent and all the yaifi was only... That's this Pasuk. How beautiful are your footsteps in your shoes. I love you when your shoes are on, when you're amidst the struggle. That's what it means in your shoes. Amidst the struggle. You're not an Admas Kodesh yet. You're battling. But how beautiful are you in your, fo- in your shoes. So that's the Pshat, the first Pshat that I wanted to share with the island. The second chat, the second chat that I want to share with you is something that I want to talk about after Pesach. I want to say this after Pesach. I have a minute already for many years that after a yantiv, I speak about the yantiv. It's almost mean to do. Why after Pesach? When you start talking about Pesach. Before Pesach, tell me. It happens to be I have a troublemaker streak in me. And I didn't, as a youngster, I was a goody-goody. I didn't let it out, so I'm letting it out, like, later in life. <clears throat> so it happens to be geschmack. There's nothing as mean to a guy as, like, the day after Pesach, you tell him the hottest word on Pesach. You tell him before Pesach, so everywhere he goes, he's the hot guy. He's a good word. There's nothing as frustrating. I just told you a word on Shir Shirim that's hot. If I told you before Pesach, you could have been the hottest guy around. You would have gone around. I have a shot in the Pesach. You would have, mamish, what it would have, it's, it's worth a million bucks. To tell a guy after Pesach is like cruel and unusual punishment, Ellie. So maybe that's the troublemaking streak in me. Like, ha. That's not the shot. The reason I like saying Vartim after Yantiv on the Yantiv is because the goal of Yantiv is to be changed is to be impacted. I know you've heard this as a youngster. There's a line. It's not another yantav. At the end of yantav, ni'ila sachag, a beautiful matzvah, the very tired of singing and dancing in the hotel. So at the end of yantav, at the end of yantav, a guy, at the end of yantav, a guy, sa- a, a guy was saying to me that from, from a footner, that it's not another yantav past, it's another yantav had. I was like, yeah, yeah, you're trying to comfort yourself. Two people are leaving each other. It's very sad. Say, we're not really leaving. We're bringing each other. Knock it off. It's sad. We're leaving each other. Don't try to, don't try to spin this. I don't like spinning. It's sad. We're leaving. I'm allowed to cry. So at the end of Yantiv, a guy said, it's not another Yantiv gone. I'm sad. And knock it off. I'm allowed to be sad. I was sad Yantiv was gone. He was like trying to like take away that sadness. I like being more real. I'm sad Yantiv's leaving. However, I do want you to know that there exists such a Matthias, that the goal of Yantiv is to be impacted. The goal of Yantiv is that you're different after Yantiv. You now experience the Pesach, you're different. That's the goal of every Yantiv. The shallow guy wants the rush of the Chag. He wants whatever, the, he wants, got a great adventure and enjoy, that's awesome. The goal of Yantiv is you're now different because you went through that experience. 
You're different. That's the goal of Yantav. I experienced something. I went through my amun is different. Now, in some ways, it will happen naturally. It's not all what you do. Just that you did the mitzvah Hashem sincerely, you'll be different in deep, profound ways that you might not feel and be sensitive to. But as much as possible, that you're working to be different. So I like speaking about the Chag after the Chag to describe, to, in order that people have, that the goal of the Yant, we're still trying to, to, to take out from Pesach. We're trying to bring along from Pesach. It's not at left and that's it. We're trying to bring it with us. So the next shot I want to tell you in this Pesach. They're both fundamental and they're both the secret to remember in that Pesach. The next time you have struggle in Yeshiva, you're sitting in Teres Chaim and Rebino of centers or fishers, and it's going tough, say the Pasuk to yourself, how beautiful are your footsteps in your shoes, that Pasuk in Cheshire. But I want to tell you another shot. What? Mayafu, yud peivav, pamayach, your footsteps, peyayin, men yudchaf, alayim in your shoes, in shoes, bas nadiv, your daughter of Avram Avinu. The second shot I, second shot I want to tell you is, is, is as follows. Both are fundamental. You go in your shoes means when you put your shoes back on. How beautiful are your footsteps in your shoes the way back? It's not talking about Euler Regal. How beautiful are your footsteps in your shoes? The way back is, the way back. You know, you have taking Rabbi say taking down the sukkah is like the saddest event of the year. Putting up the sukkah is gorgeous. Everybody's fired up. Taking down the sukkah is analogous. You have a seam in yeshiva. Setting up the seam stunning. Only you who the gruber cleans up the seam. You need to be like a muchad. You need to be like. Rafal Arya would clean up a seam, but th- this side of Rafal, nobody cleans up a seam. <laughs> to set up a seam is exciting. You're setting up, there's an event, it's, it's fired up. Afterwards, the site is, is on the tables. It's Arya Barnett, maybe. Arya Barnett would do it, Taka. But to clean up from a seam, that's like an elevated view. Taking down the sucker. Says the Pasuk, how beautiful are your footsteps in your shoes when you put your shoes back on the way back. Why is that beautiful? The way back, my Laregal, it's funny, I love road trips. If it was up to me and my family, we would drive across the country. In the summer, I wish I would do it. I can't convince my mishpacha. They're worried. They're fights. I want it for the fights. That's how you grow and learn. <laughs> I want to drive across the country, the whole mishpacha. Okay, I have to sell Yankov and the rest of the crew. But I want to drive right across. I love trips. The way there to a trip is fired up. You drive 18 hours to a wedding. You remember it your whole life. It's like a legendary trip. A, a good road trip. 18. The way back, Rabbi says, bringing down the sukkahs, cleaning up the seam. The way back is like anticlimactic. It's done. The trip's over. Now you're going back. The way back. We flew to San Diego. We mamish conquering the world. I was going to be with Mart Harangat for Yantiv. It was exciting, and I lived up to expectations. The way back is like, Hashem says how beautiful are your footsteps in your shoes, means when your shoes are back on after. You took up your shoes, our bias, in your shoes. When you put your shoes, it means that the experience changed you. I love your footsteps on the way back. You're a different person. 
Now that you experience Kaidish, you're a different person. See how beautiful are your footsteps. Look at you on the way back. Look how different you are. Look at how the experience changed you. It's, a, it's, a, it's an unbelievable thing to think about. There are guys sitting here now. Picture when you entered Yeshiva. When did it happen? What happened? All the struggle. I'm not speaking about appreciating the struggle right now. What I am speaking about is that the point of all our experiences should be to be a different person. After Pesach, I don't know when it happened, but in observing the mitzvahs and living up to the Chag, a different person emerges. How beautiful you are when your shoes are on. When your shoes are back on. The experience shall have changed you. And that's the goal we're shooting for. We're shooting for that the experience changed me. That I engaged and was engrossed in something and got involved in something to the point that I'm different. How sad would it be a guy walks out of yeshiva, the very same guy? Unchanged. Walking out, deeply unchanged. That would be pretty sad. Guy walks out of the building the last time of his career in Waterbury, and that Sunday, June 18th, he's a different man. I mean, yeah, 100% not. 100% not. But the guy walks out as a, as, as a 12th grader, he's a, I'm a different human being, with different mindset, with different midos, with different ashkafos achayim. I'm walking out a different man. That is the goal of our experiences in Kaidash. You go to the Beis Hamikdash, the... the they're, they're superficial people, Ike, shooting for a buzz. They're shooting for superficial excitement. That's very nice. I want to be changed. I want to be impacted by my experiences. I want to come out of a Pesach having done the mitzvahs, having learned the sugyas, a different person. A different person having experience. I had a specific goal this year, Pesach. I wanted to learn more about carbon Pesach. I wanted to learn more about the Nyanim of Pesach that we forget about. You walk out, what, what, what changed you? What moved you? What, are you different today? Or are you the same guy as before? How beautiful are your footsteps in your shoes. When you put back your shoes, Hashem says, wow, I see a different people. That's gorgeous. I see somebody changed. Somebody's experience deeply moved them. So that was the two messages. And then I want to speak something out of Torah, something on my mind. But those are the two messages that I wanted to share. I can hear the two messages. <coughs> One message is the beauty of struggle. How beautiful are your shoes and your footsteps is the way up to the Beis HaMikdash. The beauty of struggle, appreciate struggle. Struggle's valuable. And only with struggle, only with long footsteps, appreciate the trip. With all the fighting, with all the spilled cider, with all the vomit, appreciate the trip. That's the struggle, appreciate it. Only if you appreciate it could you stand on Admas Kaidash. Could you have the arrival to the holy place? It's message one. Message two is the beauty of after being impacted. Your steps on the way back. And the goal, the goal of the things that we experience to be impacted. I want to not just have a fun Pesach. I want to have impactful. I want a year later I'm different because last year Pesach. That's the two messages of today. Now we close all the Svarim and there's something I have to tell you. There's something on my mind. Everybody, what? Say two Pshatim. Two different Pshatim. Hashem's deep. Two different Pshatim. There's connection to two. I don't want to do that to you.
totally different shot. In your shoes. So in your shoes, what's in your shoes? It either means before you took off your shoes or after you took off your shoes. I have a connection between the two, but not for now. I, yeah, okay, not for now. The Kitsuraj Varam is what I, what's on my mind is like this. I want to tell you, I went to a hotel this year for the first time. I shouldn't let this be taped, but let it be taped, fine. I want to tell you something as follows, I think. That I, that, I, that I feel strong. I want you to hear this. I, I knew going to a hotel, when I told people I'm going to a hotel, people were surprised. Different friends of mine, different acquaintances. You're going to, like, and I, that there were whispers. There's an undercurrent to Sicha. To Sicha. Undercurrent to Sicha. There's like an undercurrent to Sicha. Now, I happen to be a pretty aware guy. What were they saying to Sicha? There were a couple of areas, hotels, People have a sense that there's some negativity people quetch. They pay for something a lot. There's often a, a quetchiness. Ah, the food, or the, so, so a little running late. Or the, different types of quetchiness that can come at a hotel. A whole bunch of people together, negativity is impactful. One family is negative and you're all together. People, yeah, takon. It creates negativity spreads. A kairach comes, you have to picture the Yidin in the Midbar. Our greatest leader we ever had, Maisha Rabbeinu. And kairach comes and Klai Yisrael doubts Maisha. So the, the undercurrent that I ignore, I pretend I didn't notice. Like, yeah, I'm going to San Diego. This guy is, does he know what he's in for? Negativity, that's one thing. And then, of course, there's the gathering, different people there. This one's a little more modern, you know. The environment, two things. I want to say something to you for all your life. We've been saying it all year together. I want to know that, to, to, I want to tell you this, and Ezi and I have spoken about this in the past. As powerful as Ra is, Taiv is more powerful. Good is more powerful than evil. And as powerful as a negative person is, and he's powerful, negativity is powerful, positivity can overwhelm negativity, and I believe that. Taiv is more powerful than Ra. You're on the side of truth. I'll tell you something funny. We met a Yid who's sleeping by my house tonight, who's coming to speak to us tomorrow, who debates, he debates around the country, professors and all different people. So I was thinking to myself, as much as I'm impressed, he's a brilliant debater, he's brilliant. He studied techniques of debating. He has rise from the Torah had a debate. But I was thinking to myself, on the other side, if there's somebody representing Ra, he also knows the skills of debating. Don't be silly and superficial. They're, they're very shallow people who will try to sell you. I know shallow men. I know a shallow... He debates everybody. Whoa! He ripped others. I think the other side smarter than him. Don't fall for, for, for things so quickly. Everybody loves, you have to see this YouTube clip, the good guy smashes the bad, the bad guy can smash the good guy also. The very talent depends who you put up as the bad guy. Besides, if you put up, if you debate somebody who's stupid and just doesn't have a good debate, okay, so the good guy, and then somebody else will show you a debate where they put up as the good guy a stupid guy and the bad guy slams the good guy. Don't fall for things. What do you do? It's, he's a great debater, but what happens to the other side is also an equally great debater and equally smart. And when the answer to the question is that you're both exactly tied, the truth will win. It's a rush. I'm, you have to come from tired. You can't just sprout. 
it says it says there's a certain psak in halacha where it says called the alam gavar. The psak in halacha is whoever stronger will win. Called the stronger guy, fight it out, struggle, beat it. It doesn't. It means either physically or argue it out. Called the alam gavar, and the stronger guy will win. That's a psak. That's a psak in halacha. We don't know who an item belongs to. Leave it there, and the stronger guy will win. Call Dalim Gavar, whoever stronger will win. That's a psak. The answer explains the rush is that the guy who's right will win. Because he has one thing going for him, he's right. If everything else is equal, if you have a dumb guy, smart guy, I'm not talking about the dumb guys on the side, that toy will also lose. I'm talking about two people who are gifted and creative and talented and know what they're doing. But he's right, but he has Emmas. There's a certain passion and power and strength that Emmas could have, that Shekhar can never have. Because deep, deep down, the person of lies knows he's a liar. If he didn't know he's a liar, everybody's an Aynas, I believe in Bechir. There's a certain amount that deep down he knows the other guy's right. That's a power. When you're standing up for truth, always remember this. When you're standing up for truth, the other guy could be an equal, I'm talking about an equal adversary. He seems to know your every move. And you're not going to go in debates. It's relevant to all your life. You're against another guy, but he knows every move. He's a good adversary. I'm not talking about a guy who's weak. If he's weak, he ran over him. Well, wonderful. Ike, I'm talking about the other side is powerful and strong. If you're on the side of truth, you have a little more power, you'll win. Because even though he's cunning and smart and has all the tricks you have, and maybe even more tricks, he doesn't have one thing. He doesn't believe he's right. Deep, deep, there's a part of him that knows he's wrong. You can capitalize on that. You can win. Knowing you're right, you can win. So I what I want to say, don't put yourself in compromised environments. But I want to say, don't go places. You're going somewhere. Don't go as a passive observer. If you're a passive observer, I didn't plan to go to a hotel and see if they're negative. I planned on going to a hotel and having 800 people positive. Don't go as an observer to things. Go with a sense of mission, of purpose. You know how powerful it is somebody preempts and is positive? You can take a, you can take a hotel. Somebody told me a certain hotel they were at. The massive there was there was a rebellion. It was a revolt. The entire yantiv. I promise, if you put Zevi Garal in that whole complex, a thousand people, the negativity comes from a few, and then everybody hears. Put one Zevi Garal in. I promise you, it's possible. If done right, it's possible. The whole place will be positive. Tithe is powerful. Good is powerful, especially when good is going to, to create good. Especially when good is not going to observe, is not go and, and with a great positivity, one by one, a positive if you have just if you have observers, if you have a thousand people watching and one negative mishpacha, they can destroy the whole environment. But if you have somebody who's going to match it, who's going to create positivity, a thousand people can be positive. They won't even know it's him, by the way. Because he spoke to these people, just like positivity is brewing. There was something I told the Rebbeim as the yeshiva of Waterbury got larger, and it relates to this. Ike, I told the Rebbeim, I want you to hear this well, Ike. Ike, I told the Rebbeim, 
We once had a very small yeshiva. Year one, we had 25, 30 guys in the whole yeshiva. So it's very easy. I, if I wanted to play ball to guys, I stuffed the whole yeshiva in my van. 22 and then three guys walked. Big deal. You got the whole yeshiva in the van, and we went somewhere and we did fun stuff. You made an oinig, you did anything with the whole yeshiva. I told the rebbeim as the yeshiva got bigger, that all of a sudden, you have over 10 guys to your house. 15 guys to your house. So you may have a sense, Aiki, it's very good I helped 15, but I didn't make a dent in the yeshiva. You run a basketball tournament, you work hard to run it. We're going to believe that they have a tournament tonight. You run a tournament, a basketball tournament. So, so good, so 50 guys, let's say 50 guys had an unbelievable night, but there are 160 in the yeshiva. I want all 160 to have a great night. If 50 guys had a great night, you helped 150 guys. You know why? Because if 10 guys go back to the dorm, the winning team, and some losing team, that was great. That was fun. Ike and they go back to the dorm with a good attitude. You helped all 160. There's toy, there's positivity in the dorm. I told you famous. If eight guys come to your house for a night seder, had a great night seder, you just helped 160 guys. Those eight guys come back to the door and fired up, you just had a massive dose of positivity in the whole building. What, Shalem is Alman? I'm talking about that. Everybody's in the tournament enjoys. <coughs> And if 10 and 10 and negative, positive, positive always wins. The Kitzur Advarim is, Rabbi, say the power of positivity, the power of Taiv, don't ever underestimate. In any area, don't underestimate, but revolution. Mobilize yourself to make an impact. Don't go to see. Don't go and watch. Go and, go and make a matzav. Make a matzav with, 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 with sincerity. The power of a sincere person. A guy goes back to his shul. Even, a guy goes back to his shul and acts sincerely. This guy all of a sudden takes davening. One guy in a big shul, maybe chas v'shom, a shul of talkers even. You would take one guy, I mean this Ernst. He wouldn't, even, he wouldn't even know what I meant. The guy who doesn't even know how Ernst he is. You would take Nachmi Lefkowitz and put him in a shul full of talkers. Guys who don't appreciate tefillah. And one guy comes, he doesn't even know how special he is. And he's there and he's Ernst. He like is a Yerushalayim. He's davening sincerely, he's looking at his siddur. It rocks the whole shul in a profound way. It's a revolution. Ernst Kite is powerful. Sincerity wins. I was excited to bring, you bring an Ernst again, to, you bring Ernst, I was excited to bring my children, to bring Menachem Wiener, I wanted other kids to see Ernst guy. You have no idea how powerful it is. It can impact people, they won't even necessarily know what changed them. Did you ever catch yourself singing a song and you don't even realize you picked it up because another guy you passed by was singing the song? That's the story of life. Guys, guys can dive in, in the presence an entire shul of talking people and one Ernst the guy and a month, a year later the whole shul's davening Ernst they won't even know it's because Nachmi Lefkowitz davening they won't necessarily know it all of a sudden there's Ernst guy 
a guy is positive, it can be a thousand negative people, and all of a sudden they're, they're, they're a little more positive. Their attitude, they won't all point it was because of that, because they were around Zevi. They won't point, they won't even know. But that's the Mitzayus. Taiv is powerful, don't forget that. We live in a world that wants to stress the power of Ra. Oi, princess, oi, oi, oi. It's a world of Mayor Davidson. What's wrong with you? Why don't you hear yay? Why don't you hear yay about the Ernst of B'nai Tyra? It's a world of, of sincerity, a world of goodness, a world of good people, of quality people. One nothing more. Why is the whole world fetching about princes? Why aren't they all that should be schmoozing across America about a Nasser Mormon? I'll tell you a Misa. You want to hear a great person? When Reb Nassim Svi Finkel, the mere Rosh Hashiva Zatzal, was nifter, so the Rosh Hashiva of Lakewood, Reb Newman, from the biggest Masmidim in the whole world, Reb Newman, one of the four Rosh Hashiva of that beautiful Yeshiva Lakewood, Baruch Atah Adonai Yeloheinu Melech Elam Shakom Liyavidvari. Who gave it to me? Thank you, my Shigel. Okay, still thank you. Reb Newman spoke, there were, there were probably well over a thousand people there, from what I heard. Reb Newman spoke, there were well over a thousand people there. He was saying a hespit, a eulogy, on the Mir Rosh Hashiva, Reb Nassar Satsal. Do you know, in the middle of his eulogy, he spoke, there was a guy in this yeshiva. At that time, we had a terrible accident, and Tubach and Nifter in the yeshiva. And one guy, the whole truck, the whole van landed on his arm. His arm was mangled. His arm was completely destroyed. He had many surgeries on his arm to fix up his arm. And he was sitting in the hospital. He was an Ernst, the guy, and he was in severe, severe pain. You cannot fathom the pain he described he was in. Unbelievable pain. And in, in all this physical pain, crazy, emotional pain, of all things, the guy was an artist with a crushed arm that he couldn't draw at the time. This guy in unbelievable pain. And nurses and doctors and parents and people said, watch a little television. 